Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, welcome back to the New Work Revolution podcast. This is Brandon Allen. I want to talk to you a little bit about a management tip for today. And it really centers around how do we get people really inspired who work for us to do the work that we do. I hear this all the time. It's something that I've experienced challenges in in my own life and and had to really work on overcoming with teams that I've run. And so I want to share this with you because when I talk to people about writing advertisements for positions or how they communicate with team members, what I've noticed is that business owners are really good at telling team members what to do. I can tell you what to do, when to do it. I'm really good at doing that. Where I think a lot of business owners fall short is they don't always tell employees and team members why they're doing what they're doing. And it really comes to this. If I want a team member who's going to take control, who's going to be empowered, I've got to be able to widen their lens on what they see in the business. When a brand new team member comes in, their lens and viewpoint is really small, especially if they have never worked in your industry before. All they see is just what's right in front of them at that particular time. And the only things that they do are things that are right in front of them. So when we get frustrated when people don't act empowered, when people aren't proactive, they don't see few steps ahead. It's because their vision and their viewpoint is limited because they don't have a lot of knowledge about the industry as a whole. So my job as a, as a leader is to broaden the horizons and the outlook of what people see, not only within my organization, but maybe even my industry as a whole and the community that I work in. I want people to really have a wide panoramic viewpoint of all the different areas of the business. The more they understand, the more they can see how everything functions together and how everything works and they can be a better contributor to the process of how that works. Now, a lot of times when we tell people why, and we get frustrated when people want to know why, and, and one of the things that you may do when someone asks you why is to say, because I said so. This is a tried strategy. I don't know if it's a true strategy. I don't think it is, but it's a tried strategy that we've done for years and years. If I'm a person in authority and someone asks me uh, why, by God, it's because I said to do it. Or one of my other favorites, whys, is because I pay you to do it. Now, I'm not saying you've said this. I'm sure you've known someone who's said it. You've been on the other end of that conversation where someone said it to you. I can tell you this. If you've never been on that end of that conversation, it's not inspiring. Because I said so or because I pay you to do it is not a very compelling reason, nor is it a very inspiring reason. Now, You may argue that because you have a job, you ungrateful bastard, I shouldn't have to explain myself to you, and that could be your viewpoint. But the problem with that is you're in the control paradigm at that point. You're trying to control someone 
versus trying to create influence. So when we talk about why, what we're trying to do is shift from a paradigm of control, because I said so, do what I say when I say it, to a paradigm of influence. You're empowered, you're in the driver's seat, you get to make decisions about how and when some of these things happen. As a leader, I've put you in that position. We can't do that if we don't broaden people's horizon and their viewpoint of what they see through the why. And I'll give you an example of this. Parenting gives you a lot of examples of how you could do this. For instance, I have a daughter that's now in junior high. We start to have real specific conversations about things. My daughter just went to her first junior high dance not too long ago. It was very stressful for me. And I sat down and I, I wanted to have a very intentional conversation with my daughter about certain things that start to come up in junior high. In fact, really even sooner than that these days. We talked about things like drugs. We talked about things like uh, physical uh, intimacy and, and um, what kids are starting to experience right now. And I could do one of two things. I could look at my daughter and I could say, don't do drugs. And she could say why, and I could say because I said don't do it, or I could say because drugs are bad. But the problem with those explanations is, while they're not false, they don't tell the whole story. I don't know as a kid what drugs are bad really means. I don't understand that. Now, there's a lot of ways I could do this. I could talk through uh, the situation, and um, I could talk about some of the consequences or byproducts of utilizing drugs in an unhealthy way, particularly. What happens when kids who aren't ready for that do that, or what even happens to adults when, when they're uh, utilizing drugs and what happens to them? I could go through that and talk to them about it. I could show her a movie. Like the movie Train Spotting. Boy, I'll tell you what, if you see Train Spotting, it doesn't make heroin look like a very enticing thing. It looks pretty awful. In fact, in fact, when someone has to go through a toilet that's full of shit to get some heroin out of it, that's really, you know, that's kind of a deal breaker for me. It seems like, you know what, maybe I'll pass on heroin. That doesn't look that great to me. So that's what I want to do when I'm talking to someone about a what, is I want to give them the why. I want them to understand why I'm saying what I'm saying, why do I think drugs are bad, why do I want something done a certain way in the business, these are the things that I want people to know. The more they understand that, the more they can make their own decisions and do that. So where do we start with this? Big picture, we start with the mission, vision, values of the business. We've talked about this a lot, but hey, these are the values. These are what governs our behavior. This is the mission. This is what we're trying to accomplish. This is the vision. This is where we're trying to go. I want people to understand these things because when they understand it, now I can tie the what into the bigger picture of what the business is trying to accomplish and why it started in the first place. In fact, if you're a business owner who hasn't shared their story of why they do what they do, not only for your customers, but also for your team, you are robbing them of the ability to really understand why the business exists at its most purest form. And I work with healthcare providers, I work with uh, service providers in a lot of different areas, and there's a lot of times a very powerful story and reason for why someone decided to do what they do in their life. For me, why do I do management and leadership consulting? It's because of my own failure and my learned experience 
through that process of why being a great leader has a tremendous impact on an organization and how being the wrong kind of leader literally creates a team that's capable of a lot and puts them in a position where they do very little. Because of that experience, it radically transformed my thinking. Now when I go into organizations and I see some of the same mistakes that I used to make, I feel very uh, emboldened to talk openly and specifically about those certain things so that they can create the same sort of impact, not only for the business owner or the leader, but also for the team. I want people to work in great work environments because so many people don't. That's a why that I can share with my team. But I, as I move past the mission, vision, and values that are maybe a little bit abstract, maybe they're not as tangible, I want to talk about the specific impact that the work that we do has on other people. And when I say other people, there's a lot of different st stakeholders that the experience that we create creates meaning for. Not only the end users, which could be your customers, patients, or whoever that is, but also the team members that this person works with and how do we create value for them. When I think about performing work at a high level, I always want people to know that we, wanna, we all want to work in an environment that we feel good about. And if I am in an environment that I don't like and that really sucks me dry, the crappy thing is, is if I have a full-time job, I'm going to spend at least 40 hours a week in an environment that I hate. And when I think about all the waking hours that I have during the day, that's a lot of my waking hours that I'm spent engaged with people and things that I don't enjoy. I want to make sure that everyone understands that, look, when we show up a certain way, it creates a tremendous impact, not only for our end users, but the people that work for us as well in the organization, as well as the stakeholders and the people that are at home. So if you look at workplace dynamics, look, if I work with Cindy and I give Cindy a bad time today, Cindy can go home and now, because I was a jerk, take it out on her kids or take it out on her significant other. And now she's showing up that way at home because of something that I did, right? There's a chain reaction here. What I want people to understand is that everything is connected. There are no, uh, there are no times where irresponsibility or lack of execution or bad behavior can just exist in a vacuum without it impacting other people in a negative way. But at the same time, I want them to understand that they also have the ability to create powerful results for people in the positive as well. So I want them to understand how the work that they do impacts people, not only in the what that they do, but in the how that they do it and how they show up as employees. I want them to understand that. The more they understand that, the more they get the big picture. And the more they get the big picture, the more they're going to execute results at a high level. And beyond that, I want employees and team members to understand the industry as a whole. What's good about the industry? What does the industry do really well? What does our industry really struggle with? What do people experience when they work with our industry? And how does what we do differ from some of those things? What does that look like in a different way? So if I'm using my own business as an example of this, I talk a lot about coaching. And one of the things that is a 
is something that I don't believe in as, as a coaching and consulting company is being in a position to tell people what to do all the time. Now, there's going to be times where we give suggestions. There's going to be times where we're a subject matter expert, and I will talk you through maybe what that might look like for you. But in the end, my clients are in the driver's seat to make the decisions that they feel work best for them. We don't tell people what to do. The problem is there's lots of people in consulting and coaching who try to fit people into a box. And basically, the box is this. Joe Customer. This is how I was successful in my own life. Therefore, this is how you will be successful. My way is a successful way. Therefore, my way works for everyone. The problem with that is, is that everyone's different. And just because something works for me does not mean that it will work for you. And if you've ever led a team, if you've ever run an organization, this is how I know when people haven't or they don't do it very well, is when they think that there's a one-size-fits-all approach to getting something done or approaching something. The reality is, is there are many different ways to do that. As a coach, whether I'm coaching employees or coaching a client, I want to help that person find the best way for themselves. One of the things that we very, feel very strongly about is not putting people in a cookie-cutter process because those things don't get people results. In fact, it just leads to more frustration. That's an example of what I want my employees to know, that what makes New Work Revolution different is that we take a very specific tailored approach to every single person that we work with. Every coaching scenario is going to look a little bit different. Now, there may be some common themes that come up, because in business there are common themes, but it's tailored and specific to what that person does and puts them in a position to do it in their best way. How Now, how you communicate what you do differently and what the industry struggles with, it's going to vary depending on the type of business that you run. But that will give you an example or, or an idea of, okay, how do I communicate this to people? So again, they understand the bigger picture of what we do, why we do it, and why it's significantly different from other people. This is how we try to bridge the gap in our own industry. So think about how you communicate, not only in your ads for how you bring employees in and how you train them, how you talk to them. Is it very what heavy? Do you forget to engage in the why and talk to people about the why? And if you do, how could you be more intentional about communicating with that? Try something small. Just think about something small that you can do on a day-to-day -day basis to really connect people to the bigger picture and open their horizons to what your organization is trying to do from a 30,000-foot viewpoint versus just their ground-level viewpoint that they're used to seeing things in. Because as a business owner or a leader, you're a visionary, you're a big-picture thinker, you're a 30,000-foot view uh, onlooker for your team, they're not there yet. My goal as a leader is to get them there because when they get there, they're going to start to adopt that entrepreneurial spirit that allows them to start to take control of their world, to start to mold it because they see how it fits in with all the different components. And if you think about anything that you've tried to do that's new or different, you can think about that. The more knowledge you have, the more uncovery you have, the more uh, it makes you a, a, an effective person with in, in regards to whatever it is that you're trying to do. 
So think about how you can incorporate the why better into what you do in your business on a day-to-day basis. And again, if you have any questions, please go to newworkrevolution.com. Uh, hit me up. I would love to hear from you. I'm on Twitter at B160Allen. I'm on Facebook. Just type in New Work Revolution as well. And again, uh, thank you for listening. If you found the show helpful, please go to iTunes, rate it on iTunes, share it. Uh, on, on social media. Anything you do that way would be appreciated. So again, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.